0: Hello and welcome to the A Beautiful Game Podcast, your wide middle of the week football discussion show. I'm Alex Woodward, joined this week by Alex Tan Brown and Harry Dennis. Hello. 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 And we begin, as per usual, with my adequately difficult football question of the week, though technically there's two. First of all, can you name the only manager who's beaten Pep Guardiola in a cup final and when? And what cup final, obviously. We talked about this a few weeks ago.
1: I reckon it would have been a German Cup final. But then I don't know who was, would have been the manager.
2: I was, I'm going to say either maybe Klopp with Dortmund.
1: Or Tuchel or... cool with Dortmund, maybe.
0: I mean, Tam Brown really should know this because we have literally discussed this very final on this show about two weeks ago.
2: I'm, I was going to say, is it... Venga with Arsenal?
0: No. God. Ah! It's the the real obvious answer. Start with the manager, and then we'll be able to get the cup. (laughs) My mind has gone absolute mush. What? Is it Mourinho? Mourinho. Beat him Ooh. in a cup final. Oh what God. cup final? Copa del Rey, Real Madrid. Copa del Rey. What year? Oh God, where did Mourinho manage Real
2: Madrid?
0: 2010?
2: 2011.
0: It was in the World Series of Clásicos that we talked about. Real Madrid oh. beat Barcelona 1 0 in the Copa del Rey final against I Pep Guardiola's about Barcelona. This now. Yeah. Still the only cup final he's lost. And the second question. What do, and I'll be honest, this is a bit more difficult, but just think about the major Premier League news this week. What do Southampton and Crystal Palace have in common? It's to do with a real big piece of news this week from the Premier League. Have, um,
2: have they both declared themselves Premier League champions? Of yeah, this? absolutely.
0: Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> very recent. People... It's is, not... it, is it to do... Hall of Fame? To do with the Hall of Fame,
1: they've still got they've got two players who are Hall of Fame nominees.
0: No, it's to do with the players in the Hall of Fame.
2: Oh, they wait, no, more players than Man City.
0: No, no, it's to do with the two players who have been inducted into the Hall of Fame.
2: Oh, they've both scored like classic goals against them.
0: Scored cert- certain goals against them.
2: Cup
0: winning goal? No. F- f- League f- f- winning f- goal? F- 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 fabulous goals. Against- goals. Oh. First goals against.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll take that. That was a great, great <laughs> guess by me there.
0: Alan Shearer's <laughs> first Premier League goal came against Crystal Palace on the opening day of the Premier League back in 1992. Southampton as well? Mm. No, for Blackburn.
2: I s- I swear against
0: I play- Crystal Palace. Oh, fair enough. And Thierry Henry's first Premier League goal came against Southampton.
2: Because I remember Chirin... Shearer did play
1: for Southampton. Did Shearer not get a Premier League goal for Southampton? It would be hard for the South... Premier League again.
0: Yes. that's okay. It would have been quite hard for him to do that.
1: Fair enough, then. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. You should know that we talked about this before on the Sports Blitz. When we did fixture oh. review. all get stored in here. All get stored. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> We'll start then with our games of the weekend, and I'm going to start. I'm going to pick Leon two, Leal three. It probably is the best game of football I've watched all year. To be honest, it was absolutely phenomenal. Not not that it's been a great year for football, but it was it was a really really good game. Leon coming out with that surprise lead. Well, at least I was surprised. Well, Leon Leal, sorry, were playing dreadful, but then they get that free kick, they score it. Leo slowly get back into the game and that late, dramatic winner in what well, must have been the 88th minute, I want to say. can't really remember off the top of my head. Really phenomenal. Go and watch Highlights if you haven't. Uh, we will be talking about it, of course, because it was like the one of the two good games to happen this weekend. So, yeah, Leon 2, Leo 3, absolutely phenomenal. How are your game of the weekend?
1: I've gone for a game that I know you'll be uh, proud of me mentioning, and it's Mainz 2, Bayern Munich 1. Look at you, knowing Bayern the Bundesliga. Did they fail to to seal the Bundesliga title? With yeah, they would have. As well? they they, could, they, yeah, it was uh, two goals for Mainz coming from. Uh, excuse my pronunciation, Burkart and Kazon or Kaisan. Not sure. Kaisan. Uh, uh The first was a very nice finish. I remember watching it live and thinking, "Oh God, Mainz are doing football." Um, Robert Lewandowski got a goal obviously later on, but it's it's interesting because Bayern had seventy two percent of possession and still lost. And only scored in the uh, added time at the end of the second half. So, an excellent performance by Mainz. Um, and Bayern just, I mean, they're just just bumbling along now. They, don't, they know they're going to win the title at some point. It doesn't really matter when.
0: And Alex Brown, your game of the weekend.
2: Uh, I've gone with the banter game of the weekend for, for more than one reason. It's uh, the first time that Newcastle have probably ever been talked about as having a good game. Uh, yeah, Newcastle. I mean, ever,
0: ever's pushing it. Not ever, but this I, season
2: definitely. I,
0: I've, I've, I've watched them under you know Kevin Keegan. Can't remember his name then. Alan Shearer, Les Ferdinand, all that. I've seen them have a good game. It was a while ago, <laughs> but it was they had a long good time games. See, yeah. T- T- I was yeah. going to say Liverpool four, Newcastle three, but I don't think they view it as a good game. <laughs> Anyway, we'll start with that game. Then from the Premier League, Liverpool won, Newcastle won, and Salah opening the scoring for Liverpool in the third minute, and then literally nothing happened for pretty much all of the game. And then Joe Willock scored in the ninety-fifth minute to to a Newcastle point. But yeah, good good performance from a side who aren't very used to doing them.
2: Can we talk about the Callum Wilson handball?
0: We, we 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 can, can.
2: because that like. How much more of his How much more can he do to get his arm out of the way? Nothing. He'd have to move his arm into an unnatural position for it to miss his arm. And even then it was gonna hit his
1: chest. Yes, it would have hit his body and still gone in.
2: Yeah. So he's he's not exactly benefit well, he has benefited from the handball. But there's a stupid that so they're changing the rule from next season. So if he did that and scored, it wouldn't count. But if he did that and you know, Joe Willock had come on and scored. It would count. Joe Willock scoring
0: against Liverpool. Don't be ridiculous.
2: No, never. I, like I think it just shows that there's a massive problem. One that VAR is being used for the wrong things, and two, just how inept our refs are at the moment with this mm. technology.
0: In general, but as yeah, well.
2: Good game for Newcastle. Good point, and. It's weird because I know a few weeks ago we were saying how new, they were genuinely, genuinely in danger of going down. But now they're nine points clear. Let's be honest: Brighton and Burnley are the ones that would be would be sweating it if they had anything to sweat over. I don't see Fulham or West Brom coming out of this.
0: No, no, absolutely. So for Liverpool, I mean, does does this? Four points off now Champions League with five games to go. Does this mean they just have to go for Europa League spot?
2: They've got to try and catch West Ham. That's it. Yeah. There's no way they're going to catch Leicester after their win on Monday night with a fantastic goal from Kalecchi Ichenacho. again. He's really turned into a talisman for them, but yeah, I can't see Liverpool getting near that top four, especially with the way Tuchel's got Chelsea playing and with actually how good West Ham are. I know they've dropped off a little bit, but yeah, I, I the only you know it's a battle for fifth really with West Ham, Liverpool, Tottenham, Everton, mm. and that's it.
0: Let's talk about West Ham then, because they played over the other weekend and lost one nil to Chelsea. The weirdest thing happened in this game: Timo Werner put the ball thing in the net thing, which. I know. I still feel like he's still recovering from the jinx that was me putting him in my Bundesliga fantasy side because his form dipped off straight after I did that and he's never recovered since. So it's all my fault, it turns out. And Fabian Braubrainer getting sent off in the 81st minute. The game has big implications on the Champions League and the Europa League chase, but not a classic.
2: It's a classic in terms of how not to ref a game. Because Balbuena's red card was farcical. Absolutely farcical. Like If you've not seen it, right, he kicks the ball, and as he kicks the ball, the ball is replaced by a leg because the ball is obviously gone and someone has challenged him late and he gets sent off for kicking him for dangerous play. In the contact sport of football... Contact's got a red card. Oh, sorry, ridiculous. But yeah, massive wait, implications wait. for top four and five.
1: F- football's a contact's fault? Well, the way
2: it's going, no. I don't think it
1: will be for much longer. But <laughs> mm. soon you won't be able yeah. to touch. Soon you won't be able to kick the football without. You know, you've been given the, a red card. And I know it's
2: bad for West Ham as well. The game, you know, it, they've gone three points behind Chelsea. But
1: I, I still don't think they're out of it. That's the the weirdest thing about this season. It it has massive implications, that game, in the grand scheme of things. Because Chelsea have a run-in of Fulham, Man City, uh, Arsenal, Aston Villa and Leicester. And you think about the games there that are involving top four teams. That's including the West Ham one. That's at least three of the top five out of six games remaining. That was including last weekend. It's... That's hard, and the other one, one of the other ones being Arsenal, who you know can turn up on a day. Um, so these games, like against West Ham, are essential to win um, because you can't guarantee that we're going to win again against Man City. I think that Guardiola will be, you know, he'll be I aware. I think we've of also seen that. I think we've also seen that this Chelsea side,
2: they're they're better at catching the pace than setting it. I feel like every time they get into a position where they could set it, set the pace, they have a 5-2 against West Brom, or they capitulate like they did under Frank Lampard, or so on and so forth, Mm. and West Ham I think are the underdogs in this, it doesn't matter whether they're fourth or fifth, and I think I'd say I'd probably give them an outside chance of reaching it, but I wouldn't write them off like some people have this week.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Before we move on, then, one more thing to mention. for Monday Night Football, Leicester 2, Crystal Palace 1. Castanio and and Nacho scored for Leicester. Wilfred Taha scoring for Crystal Palace. That's not why this game got attention, but well, the reason this game got attention was Giata the Palace keeper, deliberately holding up a goal kick so that Wesley Fafana could go to the sideline and break his fast. Obviously, he's fasting for Ramadan and hadn't eaten or drank all day. And Gata, therefore, held up the ball to allow him to go and break his fast, which was an absolutely wonderful gesture,
2: oh yeah, I think mm. Chia, Chia, and also, and, Kiyote, yeah, were also involved in the breaking of the fast, I mean mad respect to those three players and any player who plays during Ramadan and observes mm. Ramadan like
0: that must be so difficult.
2: it must be so difficult i couldn't I couldn't play football on a full stomach, never mind, <laughs> without any food for the whole day, so. <laughs> Seriously, big respect. And also, mm. Leicester. I I feel like they're now definitely in the Champions League.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. It seems if they so. would
1: slip away, that would really be sad for them. They deserve yeah.
0: it. Um, before we move on from the Premier League, just quickly, we want to send our best wishes to Phil Hay, the athletic fighter who reports on Leeds United, he found out he had a brain tumour just before Christmas and that tumour requires brain surgery so best of luck to him, our thoughts go to Phil Hay and his family during this incredibly tough time, we hope you pull through Phil. Anyway let's go into the championship and we'll start with Bournemouth 0 Brentford 1, Pontus Janssen being sent off for the bees in the 50th minute before Brian and Bremo scored, after that It is somehow hard to play against 10 men. That that Pontus Janssen red card, I I love him. But oh boy, was that a doozy.
2: (laughs) Turns out he's not so magic, right? Um, Yeah. It happens. I mean, it
0: didn't matter at the end of the day, did it? No,
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It it happens. As a defender, it's an occupational hazard.
0: I still love him. Oh, Uh, I, I, I love him. I always will. And I know, you have, I know you're
2: gonna call me a Closet Leeds fan again, but I wish he had never left Leeds because I loved the song.
0: In all fairness, he, he clearly wasn't gonna work with with Marcella Bielsa and though you know it, it wasn't easy to replace him, I would say with we've, we've definitely done that with Juventus and Coke this year. And yeah. Stroik. And Stroy, been has playing. been fantastic yeah. for you guys. Yeah. He's been playing really well, especially after last year when every time he came on, it felt like it was a massive liability. I do remember though, and I will never forget, uh, I think I mentioned this before. I think it, it might have been after the game against Huddersfield at Ellen Drove, the first year he came. We were on the train back to Doncaster, 40 minute train ride. The train was packed with Leeds fans and all there was throughout the entire ride back for about 40 minutes was, oh, Pontus Janssen's magic, he wears magic hat. Loved that. Anyway, but yeah, Brentford scrapping out that win with that uh, somewhat scrappy Brian and Bramo goal, but yeah, they deserved it because Bournemouth got really nervous afterwards, after that red car, like they knew they had to win, and if there's anything that's come to... Symbolise Bournemouth since Woodgate's taken over. It's playing without pressure and fear, and I don't think that all came back to them once, once a red card happened. So, so if you are playing Bournemouth in the playoffs, maybe just get a man deliberately sent off, and and you'll be good. You'll be good. You'll you'll win quite easily.
2: Spe- speaking of the playoffs,
0: all the teams confirmed. Yes, including Bardsley It's absolute.
2: It's an absolute B fest in the um. In the playoffs, Brentford, Bournemouth, and Barnsley, which we all know means Swansea are going to win it.
0: Yeah. when When you say B fast, I thought you just meant Brentford were going to win immediately.
2: Oh, right? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing is, though, I I like
2: all the teams that are in there. All of them play beautiful football, and um, all of them have, I've got really good managers. Maybe not Woodgate, but you know. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Thomas Frank, Steve Cooper, Valerian mm. Ismail. Yeah. for Barnsley to even be in this position right, they've got their 1-0 win over Rotherham through the early Carlton Morris goal, right Yeah. but for them to even be in this position is astounding mm. it doesn't matter I think they're the dark horses of this one because they've got absolutely nothing to lose mm. absolutely nothing and all aboard Valerian Ismail's train to the Premier League, that's all I've got to say fingers
0: crossed, fingers crossed Derby 1, Birmingham 2. There was a great article in The Athletic, I believe the writer's Philip Buckingham, who said if Derby stay up this year, it will be because of other sides failing to get points rather than them you know, getting more points to get themselves to safety. That feels like a very fair claim. Another bad performance against, against the Birmingham side, who obviously have turned the corner since Lee Boyer's become the manager. Colin Kazim Richards did give league, but Lukas Jukovic with two goals because Lukas Jukovic, uh, you know, just scores all the time. Anyway, they had two shots on target. Birmingham and Derby let two goals in, so you know, great. Are are Derby okay. going? Sorry, it's okay because Wayne Rooney's going to be a great manager. I mean, if he survives, it, then give him Alame Manager of the Year, right? <laughs> it's it, It's not that he's
2: done a bad job, right? It's just mm. that derby
0: not not a model of good uh, uh, like leadership
2: not a good model of ownership no no not a good team
0: not not very good at most things i mean any
2: of the year they'd be relegated
0: yeah pretty much but luckily they've got two sides below them desperately shooting themselves in the foot several times over including sheffield wednesday who lost 3-1 to middlesbrough um, Josh Windass did level the score for Wednesday from penalty spot with goals goal from Yannick Belasse, Josh Colburn and Duncan Watmore being it for Middlesbrough. Duncan Watmore, by the way, has been fantastic free signing for Middlesbrough. He's been absolutely phenomenal. I, I believe Middlesbrough were the first side in the league to confirm mathematically that they were going to be in the championship next year. So, you know, that's fun. Well, welcome back to the madhouse, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it it does feel like, both simultaneously, that Derby aren't going to pick up any more points from now to the end of the season. I say they'll have us a lot, us two games to go. But at the same time that Sheffield Wednesday or Rotherham who we've already mentioned, will not pick up enough points to overtake them anyway, so it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, Wednesday are definitely doing their best to give themselves the minus 12 points that they deserve.
0: Mm. So... Yeah. That's
2: all Absolutely. Say, really. <laughs>
0: I, I really hope they don't. Stay. They don't deserve to stay up. I don't care what... I don't care what Sheffield Wednesday fans think. Anyway, we'll go into our final game then. Watford won, Millwall 0 The only goal of the game coming from Ismail Lassar from the penalty spot. It confirms Watford's promotion back to the Premier League. So Cycling
2: GK on his
0: way. Yeah. I'm going to miss him in the Championship, but I, I also support side of the Premier League, so... Yeah. And also, you know... As somebody who likes some videos, I'm not particularly. I don't particularly care who they're playing again. Seeing Adam Armstrong or not is not going to make me any happier or sadder than than normal. So, but it has been a really good year for Watford. After after they sacked Ivitch, which hindsight says now was the correct decision. I thought it was a bit weird at the time, but you know they've made the right choice. Um, since then with Zisco Munoz. And and they deserve their place for the Premier League. They've been absolutely phenomenal.
2: Yeah, it it pains me to say, but their their hire and fire policy works, and I don't like yeah. the fact that it works, but it does. So mm. credit where credit's due.
0: We will quickly mention one of the games on midweek: Brentford one, Rotherham nil. And Brian and gave me the only goal of the game again because he's fantastic, and I love him. But. Both of them just played with such a nervous energy throughout the entire game, it was absolutely dreadful to watch. I... It
2: was like they were going, oh, a point will do, a point will do, a point will do, mm. and then they just...
0: And then when they conceded, it was like, well, we're screwed. Yeah, they it's just it. sort
2: of accepted their fate almost, which is...
0: Mm. You see how mental Paul Warren was going on the sideline, and I don't blame him, but it was a really frustrating performance. Uh, And that's pretty much it for them. Their destiny is now out of their own hands. Even if they win all their games, they still require other things going their way. So, having had, and I know it's been really difficult, but having had that advantage, you really felt like, and and bearing in mind, was on their side entering this sort of like long um, lead of, long running of games, you thought, surely they're going to be able to do something and just never have five straight losses on the bounce. Yeah, I
2: I just feel as though had one of those games gone right, had they just managed to pick up a point, they'd be in a much, much better headspace going Mm. into this game or going into the game in hand that they've got and the two more games that they've got to play. Uh, I'm trying to think who they play at the weekend when we're covering it on a beautiful game.
0: I don't know.
2: Here we go. They are playing Blackburn, and Derby are playing Swansea.
0: Hmm.
2: Which, hmm. But then they've got Luton in midweek, Tuesday the 4th of May.
0: Hmm. Sheffield are playing Nottingham Forest, so I'm sure would be devastated if they lost. That'd just be so sad. (laughs) Anyway, quick time to mention the rest of the Football League, because there has been some big movement in the Football League. First of all, Lincoln City 1, Hull City 2 from League 1. Josh McGinnis opened the scoring for Hull. Lewis Montsmer equaled for Lincoln before Malik will score from the penalty spot in the 83rd minute. Hull are promoted back to the Championship. And they did really have the tweet of the week when they said, we are leaving, we've decided to <laughs> to leave League 1 and join <laughs> and join the Breakaway Championship. It's like, now that is a super league. Um, so yeah, absolutely loved that. They, they've deserved it. And I know the alums are bad owners and awful and we all hate them. But incredible job from Grant McCann, incredible job from the players. So the players are you know above a League One level. A lot of them are young, exciting, promising. One of them's Keane Lewis Potter. So I, I cannot wait to see him in the championship next year. But
2: Bold just, of you to assume he'll still be there.
0: Shut up. I want to believe. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if would got... signed him... If Leeds signed him I would laugh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your dreams would all be realised at the same time. <laughs> as Keane Lewis Potter marches Leeds to Champions League glory.
0: Yeah, that's definitely gonna happen. He's he scored a lot of my goals in my Champions League uh, in the Champions League on my deputy of your save, so you never know, it could happen. Could happen. Definitely. But
2: Don't discount them.
0: Peter had the chance to go up as well on Tuesday. They drew, though, to all the Doncaster Rovers. After taking a 2-0 lead, they um, they let it go to waste. And to be honest, they could have easily lost. Doncaster Rovers were by far the better side of the second half. So they're still on the brink. They are eight points clear of Lincoln, though Lincoln have three games to go. And so they're almost there. They just need that one, one more... They, they just need one more result. And... Oh, it'd be so nice to see them back. I, I so want to see them back. It's one of the nicest away days as well if you've never been to Peterborough. Absolutely, go and go and watch a the game there. It's, it's it's phenomenal. Um, two games to mention from League Two. First of all, Cheltenham won, Carlisle one. Cheltenham are promoted back to League One for the first time since two thousand and nine when Leeds were in League One. And I I, I went and I do did you, not have a good a good time.
2: Do you know who played for them in that League One side?
0: I I, I know some of them. I definitely know some of them. I have this really fat keeper.
2: I was. Uh, that's who I'm referencing. That is
0: who I'm referencing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know some of their players from back then. I'll be honest. He's so useless and fat. How can we get past? Pe- I love him. He's my favourite Leeds player of all time, definitely.
2: Well, my favourite thing is the fact that well, there's one player who played for them in that season who joined from
0: Leeds, Ian Westlake,
2: and then. There are two people who
0: West are in like play for them. To be honest.
2: There are two players in that, uh, Cheltenham side. One is Yuri Bocicce, of PSG fame. And one is Mikhail Antonio.
0: Yeah, but are they Ian West like. They're not Shane Higgs.
2: That's They're not it. Shane
0: Higgs. That's a good point. They're not Shane Higgs. <laughs> I don't know why I was so offended that we couldn't get past... I I was genuinely enraged that we couldn't get past their keeper, who ended up joining Leeds and being the best thing ever. I, you know, if you'd seen me the day Shane Higgs had signed, you'd think the world had ended. Why are we signing him? <laughs> and then he goes on to be fat. really... He goes on to be really, really, really good. <laughs> and also, he wasn't even that fat. Like, looking back, he, he wasn't like a John Parkin. He was... <laughs> He was just normal. I don't know why I I thought he was that fat. I love that reference. (laughs) I don't. I have to remember, you know, John Parkin.
2: I have to remember John Parkin. That's a a good point.
0: None of us are like John Parkin.
2: By the way, this isn't even like slander because it genuinely happened. He played a game for York. They lost. And I went to McDonald's afterwards. And he was there. Like, you're a professional footballer.
0: That doesn't do you... surprise... That that so doesn't surprise me.
2: It doesn't surprise me, but like... You've just lost a very important game... And you're there getting a chicken mayo... For crying out loud.
0: Welcome to McDonald's, sir. Uh, what do you want? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: have three big tasties... And a heart attack, please.
0: <laughs> give give me all the Big Macs you have. Son, wait. Come back. I, I'm with you what you heard was me saying... Give me a lot of Big Macs. I said... Give me all the Big Macs you have. <laughs> Do oh, you understand?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a lot.
0: <laughs> and, and one more thing to mention on Chowndham. Michael Duff, and the manager, first-year manager at Chowndham, from the local areas, well. it, really, it clearly meant a lot to him to get Chowndham back into League One. And, and best of luck to them. They absolutely deserve it. And Wadden Road, lovely little ground to go to. And you don't have to watch Leeds lose this time, which would be nice.
2: Can't wait for you to pull them in the FA Cup.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going. I'm I'm finding a way to go if, if we catch out them. Memories. Anyway, there you, go. It, 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 you know it has turned into quite a fond memory now because I was like the the start of the vice back. So you know it's it's a fond memory now, not so fond back then. <laughs> but it, it now is. Um, extra three, Grimsby two, Grimsby relegated two at the National League. It's just it's not been their year at all. And Southampton are going to be joining them very soon. Um, but, yeah, best of luck to both of them as they try and get back on their feet going forward. Okay, let's go into the Bundesliga then and let's start with Augsburg 2-3. A wonderful game, uh, the, the, the opening game of, of the match week, absolutely wonderful Um. Kiln really needed this game to help boost their survival hopes. Uh, rushed out to 3-0 lead. Andres Duda scoring twice, Donny and Kind scoring all before the 33rd minute to give Kiln that 3-0 lead. Worth mentioning that the, the Duda's first strike was absolutely wonderful on the full volley into the top corner. Sort of like shins it though, and it still still managed to find the um top corner. The teamwork for their second goal as well was fantastic, and Duda again the third was very well hit, but after that really good first half where they were absolutely dominant, um, Augsburg came back. Robert Gumney and Ruben Vargas scoring um, before the 62nd minute to give Augsburg two of, their, two of the goals back. But despite their pressing afterwards, despite how shaky Köln looked through parts of that second half, they couldn't do anything with it and Augsburg, um, sorry, held held on for the victory. This game is crucial for Köln. They're now on twenty-nine points from thirty-one games in sixteenth, one point behind Armenia of in safety, and they've won their last two. We've talked about the controversy that Friedan Funkel has gone through, but he looks like he's getting them on the road to recovery. So you know it...
2: Verda, watch out!
0: Yeah, Verda, what? Yeah, Verda, really watch out! Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the the main game and mine's two. Bayern Munich won and this game wasn't even that close. five Bayern had 72% of possession, Mines completely dominated them. They were by far the better side.
1: They really were. I mean, Bayern Weirdly. Munich looked a shadow of themselves at, at points during the game. There were obvious, obvious moments of quality. I actually thought Leroy Sane played quite nicely. Obviously Levin he got his customary goal. He can't, he can't go on a pitch and walk off it again without a goal. So that had to
0: happen. Um, but yeah Mainz fully deserving
1: of the victory there
0: mm. Mm. For Jonathan Burkhart's opening goal in the third minute what was Manuel Neuer doing?
2: I'm I mean. not sure what's he been doing for the past three years he, he's looked well off his game mm. these past few years also Mainz have got the best record in the Bundesliga
0: yeah in, over the last five games yeah but really not only that, that. At, at the midway stage, when Bo Svensson took over, they were on seven points. Yeah, I was they was were say, one point in really of yeah. relegation
2: fight. But that's how bad the they
0: were, goal. and yet now they're sat in twelfth place, thirty-four points from thirty games, five points clear of Köln, and they have obviously that game in hand. It looks more likely than not they'll actually survive. Now, I mean, think about how how good we've how good we thought Stuttgart season has been, and it has been. Bar the last four games, they're it's only five points behind them. That's how good they've been.
2: I was gonna say it's plausible that they'll finish at the top of the bottom half with the way Stuttgart are going as well.
0: Yeah, I, it's why for me, Bo Svensson is Bundesliga Manager of the Year. He's been he's been phenomenal. He's not yeah. put a foot wrong. He's it, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And um, Robin Kweiss on scoring the other goal for Mainz in thirty seventh minute. Um, then Robert Lewandowski and one back in garbage time. He's just, you know, he's a really, really good finisher. You don't need to give him chances like that. Because that was a really basic chance. He was absolutely gifted a gold. He's now on 36 goals in the Bundesliga. He's four short record set by Gerd Müller. Can he do it? How many games
1: he got left? Um, three. three. He only needs one. To be fair, he's actually, in the past couple of weeks when I have watched or tuned into a Bayern game, he has missed a couple of sitters. You know, he'll be one-on-one with the keeper. He's probably trying to put it top right, and he's actually put it over the bar. In the last couple of weeks? Yeah. I've
0: been
1: playing him the last
0: couple of weeks.
1: It was, or maybe it was at the end of last term, sorry, when we had a beautiful game. But um, at the weekend, he did miss a sitter, um, which I thought I, I expected him to put in the back of the net. I, th- I think he
2: needs to have a hat trick game, which is entirely plausible because Robert Lewandowski is Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. Um. And if he gets that hat, if he has a hat trick game, then yes, he will break the record. Yeah. But it, it feels weird that I'm kind of sad that he's not going to break the record in the way that he looked like he was going to break it because he looked like he could easily hit a 50 goal season yeah
0: yeah calculate. absolutely he's he's been so phenomenal this year he really deserves it you know he's such a such a fantastic footballer he's always a pleasure to watch so yeah it, it, it is a shame
2: player of the year I think
0: so. Oh, yeah, not, it's not even up for question for me. Yeah, uh, that, that game, from a Bayern perspective, was immediately overshadowed after the game because Julian Nagelsmann will be the new manager of Bayern Munich going forward. They have accepted Hansi Flick's request for a contract termination at the end of the year and Nagelsmann, the current coach of Vassabos sport Leipzig, will take over with, I believe Jesse March has now been confirmed as the Leipzig boss in place as well. So, I mean, this is absolutely by far the most logical signing. It makes sense. Nagelsmann's a massive Bayern fan. Bayern are clearly massive Nagelsmann fans. This is this is a really good hire.
2: It's a really good hire, but it's just really, really boring. Because it just fuels the idea that from 2nd to 16th is Bayern's playthings. And they will pick them up when they want to play with them, and they will drop them when they don't want to play with them anymore. And everyone else just has to kind of accept it and do other things. I mean,
0: the thing is, though, Nagelsmann is a massive Bayern fan. So it's it makes. Oh, it, he, yeah. he he grew up in Bavaria. He it, he's it, supported it's not Bayern like all this time. Marco Rosa story. or something like that. Or yeah. Jürgen Klopp. Going to... Yeah, no. I, I, imagine if it had been Jürgen Klopp. Oh, no. Just. Yeah.
2: Um, Jesse March to Leipzig's really. I think is the interesting part. of Yeah, this actually. absolutely. Because I feel like he could be the one to energize that Leipzig side towards a title challenge, especially mm. if the rumors are true about Canate leaving. Because again, Canate going, Upemakano going mm. to Leipzig. It's no, sorry, going to Bayern Munich. It's he's got a he's got a rebuilding job on his hands at Leipzig this summer. But yeah. I can't see past him bringing in a few of his players from Rassenbull Well, not Rasenball Sport Salzburg, but Red Bull Salzburg.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Though, if if there is a, going to be a team to challenge Bayern in the future years, it will probably be Leipzig. So oh, yeah. you know, best of luck to them. There is a book on on Amazon that looks quite good called Wings of Change. I'm not. I've not bought it, but it, it 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 keeps you know. I keep looking at going. Oh, maybe, maybe there are so many other books I want to read though. So maybe maybe for the future. But yeah, the, I think the move makes sense for the the moves that have happened make sense for everyone. Maybe not Salzburg, but Salzburg are just Leipzig's little brother so they can shut up and stop complaining about it.
2: Yeah, it's not like they're not gonna win the Austrian Bundesliga.
0: Yeah, exactly. Union Berlin 3, Werder Bremen 1. All goals for Union Berlin coming from Joel Poi and Palo, who I still think sounds like a generic player off Pez, but you know, he had a really good game. All goals coming in about 17, 17 minutes in that second half. And um, Gebras Alastis is going to be only going for Werder Bremen, but it means it's their seventh loss on the bounds. At this point, they're going down it just it, it feels i like, i i don't how do they save themselves from this because attacking Flory and coifield despite how bad they've been isn't the answer but keeping them doesn't seem like the answer there's no not really any good players you can bring in who can you know freshen up the squad i i don't know what they do i have no idea what they do
2: it's a real real weird one and it, the problem is exacerbated by the fact that herter have got three games in hand over them to the point where oh.
0: You might just rob them it.
2: Yeah. The, if if Herter, you know, do a Rotherham or do a Derby and mm. lose their three games, I'd say the are a little bit more safe. Yeah. However,
0: if, feels like they're only gonna finish sixteenth though at this point. Like I, th- best, I think they best best they did last scenario. season.
2: They'll finish sixteenth and they'll win the. i And then ruin
0: the hopes of Heidenheim. They're not playing Heidenheim. I can't see that. Um, <laughs> ruin the hopes of Holstein Kiel, I guess.
2: Maybe Hamburg.
0: Well, not with the way they're playing.
2: <laughs> you you never know though. If if you you'd take that as a Saint Pauli fan, wouldn't you?
0: Well, them losing to Vedar. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, the
2: I'll relegation playoff.
0: Yeah, I take that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I knew you'd appreciate I, I
0: swear, that. if you've jinxed it, though... You'd, you'd kill me. Again. Because yeah. I've jinxed it again. You finally didn't mention St. Paolo this weekend and we won, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's all you. It's all you. I'm,
2: I, I'm I'm, now convinced that I am a bad omen. For
0: <laughs> Your jinx power's almost like... as strong as mine.
2: I trusted Rotherham before they went on the yeah. front. To, I said, oh... Surely they're going to pick up at least three points in one You said if there's games.
0: any place Leeds are not going to be in the table, it's ninth. Did I say anything
2: like no, that? No, no, you didn't.
0: Onion, <laughs> <laughs> um, Berlin, by about away. Aston
2: Villa not finishing up above Arsenal, and that is a possibility. So
0: <laughs> If we finish above Arsenal, sorry, but... Yeah, in our first deserve. year, far I'll be unreal. You deserve it. You deserve it. Onion, um, Berlin, by the way... Um, 8th in the league. 46 points there. Level on points with Muncher Gladbach in what could be a Europa Conference League spot. Um, if, if that's what they're calling it, I honestly don't know. And only 4 points behind Bayer Leverkusen still. So that was that a bit more difficult. But uh, European football could be coming to the Stadion and Alta Foresteri. or Forest I don't know how to say it. German. Anyway. Quite interesting as well. After the game, they were talking about... They're doing the post-game interview and apparently Joel and... Poirot and Palo has to buy a round of pizzas for the whole team Why? And why not? My, my favourite part was Urs Fischer on the Bundesliga highlight show The only part of the interview they actually took and Paul, my the highlight show was my favourite pizza a spicy salami pizza because <laughs> playing Palo's going to be buying all these pizzas for his teammates I didn't know that was a thing I didn't know that was a thing that teams did
2: it's like Claudio Ranieri, isn't it? It's like isn't Claudio
0: Ranieri. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, we'll move on uh, from Pizza because I'll get hungry. Wolfsburg, no Dortmund, too. Um, no Jude Bellingham, no problem, it turns out. Braut Haaland scoring twice for Borussia Dortmund, once before the red card, once after the red card. The Bundesliga like to constantly show like the speed stats because I, I I don't think they're doing it to actually convey information. They're just going hey look how good we are. Um, but bloody hell, if he gets a ball like it don't matter if he's at the other end of the pitch if he can just run through and not have to bother getting round anyone. He's, he's going to be from one end to the other in about less than ten seconds. It, it it's really fast. By the way, Reid Lebaku, wonderful through ball to Haaland for that for that for that first. Not, not sure he meant it, but you know. I, I hate to say it, but
2: it looks like they're getting into Champions League places, doesn't it? Why do
0: you hate to say it? What's wrong with Dortmund? It's,
2: it's not. There's anything wrong with Dortmund. It's just Wolfsburg and Frankfurt in
0: the Champions League. Uh, so long, to be honest. If, if Dortmund, go, I'm fine with Dortmund going in, but it has to be at the expense of Wolfsburg.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why?
0: Because I want Frankfurt in. Because it's either going to be at the expense of Frankfurt or Wolfsburg. And if I have to pick one of them to make it, if I can only pick one, it would be Frankfurt.
2: See, I, I want both because I want to see bigly Baku in the Champions but League. I, I want to see Andre Silva in the Champions League.
0: But I also... I can't believe you said Baku and not Veghorst.
2: I'm not, I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to swear. But no to Veghorst. <laughs> Which is basically swearing on this podcast, since everybody bloody loves him. No to that. Be- what?
0: Song <laughs> <gasps> wrong with Gregorst.
2: Just no to that.
0: Oh, honest. is this another one of your rational hatreds? First it's Forrest. Sh- Did Food Veghorst Horse relegate York City? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's just the fact that... I know he's a meme, right? And we all go on about Big Food. You're
0: going to have pitchforks out soon. <laughs>
2: But, like, it, what it is, it's the fact that Arsenal are linked with him. Oh, right. And I don't want Vukveghorst to spearhead my attack. I've had to deal with some donkeys up front before, and he wouldn't suit our style of play.
0: How dare you? Vukveghorst suits every style of play, for he is perfect. Well, it's not quite Josh Sargent, but...
2: Oh, Christ, here <laughs> we go again. Or Matthew Hopper.
0: <laughs> but, oh, you know...
2: <laughs> the noose is coming...
0: Why are you reading the newspaper?
2: <laughs> Something better to do than talk about Josh Sargent, that's why. I...
0: Get out! <laughs> it's really gone off the rails.
2: Yeah, what were we actually talking about?
0: Um, Ellen Bratt Harland isn't just fast in the sense of, you know, like, physically fast. He's also the fastest Bundesliga player to reach 38 goals, which apparently is a landmark. Um, the, the the Bundesliga had to talk about and Erdin um, Terzic had to talk about and everyone had to talk about 38 goals but he's done it in 41 games in the Bundesliga <laughs> that's faster and than he, Lewandowski
2: <laughs> he's an animal he's an absolute animal
0: he's fantastic I'll be honest I know it's impossible but I just wish he'd stay at Dortmund if a, I, I love it it's but just, the thing it, is right it's perfect even
2: though cause... he's slowed down right after his Electric start to his Dortmund career. Mm. He still hasn't slowed down. Yeah. That's the, wor- that's the worst possible thing.
0: Yeah. Because when the you say is, Harley, he...
2: people don't say, oh, he's in fantastic form. They just go, oh, yeah, he's doing all right at the moment. And he's still got 38 in yeah. 40. No, months.
0: this is just him going, being fine. Just fine.
2: This is this is a meh patch, and I don't want to see him having a purple patch
0: because <laughs> it's just, I oh be disgusting. I do. If, if, if he's still at Dortmund, I do.
2: You know when you have a striker on FM who scores like ninety goals in a calendar year?
0: Dimitris Dimasgos. <laughs> that, that 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 that's a that's a reference for. That's a
2: reference for you. Yeah.
0: Not many, not many will know him. Bayer Leverkusen three, Eintracht Frankfurt one the best part about watching this game also in the uk i was watching on bt sport they kept going there will be a goal in this game there will be a goal in this game uh i i was ready to use the start. there's been a goal in every one of frankfurt and leverkusen 71 meetings i think it is um got to half time nil nil there'll be a goal in this game there'll be a goal in this game S- uh 50th minute there'll be a goal nil nil 60th minute there'll definitely be a goal nil nil 70th minute there finally was a goal to mean that this wasn't going to be the first of 72 meetings between these two sides. have so ended goal Leon Bailey scoring. Kevin Trapp's goalkeeping for that was um, something. I think he tried to do, do you know, the Peter Smeichel-like star shape that means you cover more ground than you would any like any other shape. He, he tried to do that and he went straight between his legs. And bam, straight under his legs, straight into the goal. It was just a wonderful thing. It was a really good finish from Baylor because he had to, like, volley it at a, t- a very tight angle, get it under Trap, and, you know, have it on target to go in. And he managed all of that. It was really, really wonderful. But still, it, was, it wasn't the best piece of goalkeeping Kevin Trapp has ever displayed. Lucas like then scored in the 80th minute, but... And Jack Frankfurt got one back, in heading into added time. Andre Silva scoring, because of course he did, I think that's his 26th goal of the season. Um, and there must have been about 20 seconds between that goal and the Kareem Dem- Dem- Demirbay goal that finally sealed the game for Leverkusen. Frankfurt have now lost two of their last three. Uh, they had that 4-0 loss last week to Borussia Mönchengladbach. Does it feel like they're most at danger? Then again, um, Wolfsburg have lost three of the last four. Who's, who's most at danger to the Dortmund attack? Because it feels like this could be Mark, the drop of form after Adi Cutter confirmed he was going to So yeah, I, 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 I
2: I don't want to predict it because I will get it wrong.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's probably Frankfurt who are under more pressure or more likely to slip up. If only because we've seen the exact same thing play out with Marco Verza. It feels it feels like predictable. I hope it doesn't happen. I really hope it doesn't happen. But yeah, for the European race and Wolfsburg fifty-seven points. i um, in third Eintracht track Frankfurt in four fifty-six and Bush Dorman fifth on fifty-five. So the Champions League race after, after it it turned out prematurely saying that Dorman were dead. Uh, it turns out that we've got quite quite a little race for Europe as well as a good race against relegation in the Bundesliga. Do want to mention one more thing before we move on, and that was from the Leipzig-Stuttgart game. Leipzig winning two 0 against Stuttgart, side who now lost four on the bounce. But part way through the game, um, it, it it turned out that Ibrahim Kanate was wearing the wrong shorts. He was wearing shorts with the number five on them, which which is the number of Upper Meccano, and he he was wearing them. And he doesn't wear the number five. So partway through the game, the referee noticed and said you're gonna have to change your shorts. And so he had to get he had to change his shorts into into the correct shorts. And <laughs> just one of them weird stories that no one's ever gonna remember or care about, but it's quite fun to see in the moment. Um it's still another weirdest story that happened in the World of Football this week. We'll get on to that in a bit. Um League Un, meanwhile, will start then with not the best game. We'll, we'll get there. For some reason, I I still do this in you know chronological order. There's absolutely no need to, but we're doing it. Lons two names one. Um, the opening goal of the game coming from um, Ganago for for Lons, It was a it was a different way to finish uh, finish. And ball came in, and it was it was a fantastic volley. Which I'm still like I'm visualizing it. And I still don't know quite how he managed it, but it was. Really, really good, and watch it if you can, but yeah, great finish um, from, from Genaga to open the scoring. Um, Sia sent off full on sh- shortly after, though, with, if, if there was any debate over the red card of the West Ham Chelsea game, I, I would argue there is slightly less debate in this one, considering it stood up to the face with, him stand- with the other player standing up, such was, his, such was how high his leg was. Straight into the face, it, um, the other player, don't know who it was, I apologise, started bleeding. Uh, it was as red a red card as you could ever possibly get. I, I know you're going to have some people saying whether the French equivalent of the game's gone in, in, in France um, at the moment, like on the broadcast. But, you know, it, it just was a red card. Anyway, um, Zinedine Ferhat, Ferhat scored from the... Penalty spots for Neem's level scoring, then Hadara um, scoring in the 76th minute to give Lons the winner. Um, I mean, it feels like Neem should have got more out of this, but they were so, so wasteful with their finishing that they never really were. By the way, actually, it was another um, rather impressive finish for Lons' the second as well, quite a good volley. Um, but... It, it feels like um, Neem should have got more, but they were so wasteful. They just truly did not deserve anything at all. ren 5, Dijon 1. Dijon are relegated to Ligue 2 after a hard-fought campaign. And, and you know, they're taking it on the chin, going, we'll be back, um, you know, we um, we know our fans will stick with us and all that. And that's how you're meant to react. That, you know, relegation is just part of the sport and you can't just remove it um so you know you've got to just accept it and and embrace it and you know no one would try and get rid of relegation though no never
2: sometimes it is best to be relegated
0: yeah for Dijon the time the time has come um selfish as as all hell but i mean it means i got to go to leeds games I Might do. not have been a Leeds fan if it, if we didn't get relegated. Could have been a Donny Rovers fan. Oh, <sighs> God. Oh, no. Thanks. Yeah, could have been a Donny Rovers fan. I'd be sat here in a, with a um, Richie Wellens t-shirt on, or James Coppinger one. I was going to
2: say, Coppinger more than Wellens.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, but that, that Doncaster Rovers midfield in like the late 2000s was phenomenal. You had uh, Coppinger, <laughs> Wellens, Stock, and uh, I don't know, J.J. James Price. Um, James Hector was a forward when against our JJ Price. Um, anyway, this is really not the point. Tangents. <laughs> Leon two, Lille three. What a game! What an absolute game! It, it, it probably is the best game I've watched this year from a you know entertainment perspective. Not that a lot of games have done a good job of entertaining me, because you know it's been this I think it's season. The fact that it's
2: a, it was a battle for the title as well. Which yeah, makes it so much better. And the fact yeah. that Lille have prevailed to keep keep their lead at the top as well.
0: Yeah. Um really poor marking from Leo. It, it didn't look like they were gonna win at all. Really poor marking for the first goal Islam Slimani, opening the scoring for Leon. Uh when when they went 2 0 up, again it was another poor defensive ever from um, Jose Fonte this time. Who um and, and the goalkeeper, I forget his name. Who both screwed up. Mignon is it?
2: Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah they they both screwed up and yeah. Easy goal for Leon to go to up. At that point they looked dead and buried. I they had a few penalty claims that were turned down, Lille, uh, the you know, the borderline. Um and so you kind of thought they were doing, but then Yilmaz with that wonderful three kick straight into the top corner to make a two one just before the break. They feel like they could start to get back into the game. And then in the second half, they were just by far the better side. Incredibly poor defending for the equaliser from Leal, scored by Jonathan David, um, who who said he's expressed his surprise at the fact that they're in a the title race, going, I really didn't expect this when I joined. This is this is phenomenal and fair play to him. And then, uh, Barak Yilmaz, again, scoring that dramatic winner in the 85th minute to give Lille a 3-2 win. It was an absolutely wonderful game. Do, do we um, think... Oh, go on.
2: Oh, no, no. Uh, Ask the question because I think that's going to segue into what I was about to do
0: say. we think this this win gives Leal a lot of momentum to go on and win the league
2: I, I was gonna say I think it's advantage to Lille in in this run-up I say run-up in this in this title running um because you know it, there's a lot to be said about being a point clear with four games to go I think it is yeah uh, and they've got to play Nice, uh, Lens, Saint-Étienne and Angers. So it's not yeah. exactly like they're facing PSG, Monaco. This was their last title rival that they had to play.
0: Still got Lens. By the way, actually, I forgot Still to mention Lens. Lons, newly promoted side in fifth place in the league. They've been playing absolutely phenomenally. I would argue, and I know there's tough competition, including my own club, um, that they have been the most impressive newly promoted side in any of the big five leagues. Yeah they've been phenomenal
2: I'd, I'd, I'd say my final piece on on Lille is that if they were to win the title it would be more impressive than when they won it in 2012
0: I would agree yeah right did they so win if it in 2012 or PSG
2: 2011 uh, 20 Montpellier 12? won the
0: league in like 2012 didn't right. they unless they um, won it in 2011
2: they won it with Hazard playing
1: to mm. 2012
2: yeah because I was gonna oh I don't know because Giroud joined Arsenal off the back of a title win, which I think was 2013. Mm. So, yeah, 2012. 2010. 2010.
0: Wait, was that when Lille 11... won? Yeah, 2010. Yeah, yeah so um, 11 Montpellier old. won in 2011-12. Oh, there we go. Yeah. We've figured it out. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think this would be a more impressive title win um, for for Lille Um, top of the league 73 points PSG second on 72 Monaco third 71 Lyon fourth 67 I I guess we believe that ends their title hopes because they need several miracles to go their way now yeah yeah
2: I I think the thing that isn't spoken enough actually about this Lille side is their ability to keep the ball out of the back of the net Mm. because there are two standout defences in Ligue 1 this season PSG is one of them and considering the money they've spent on their defence, they should be there. But Lille, you know, with Jose Font and, oh, the Thiago Jallo, they've got a really good partnership at the back. They've only conceded 22 goals this season, which is fantastic. Yeah. And they've only lost three games, which is what's contributing to their title charge.
0: Hmm. Okay, let's go on to La Liga then, and let's start with Alce 1, Levante 0, the only goal of the game, coming from Lucas Boye in the 32nd minute. Well, actually, we'll talk about all the relegation games in one go. We'll move on then to Vail, Valladolid 1, Kadif 1. Honestly, Valladolid absolutely pummeled Kadif for most of this game, it felt like, to be honest. Um, they did score in the 14th minute through Oscar Plano, and um, Khadif equalized in the 64th minute, felt entirely unearned. Um, it really felt like League were gonna run away with this, but they just never could quite get the winner. And and so Khadiv did hold on for a point. Valencia won, Alavez won. Um all of the all of the actually coming in for the final few minutes. Um John Guidetti scoring for Alaves in the eighty fourth minute, and um, Jose Gaia equalising for Valencia in the 89th. Huesca Nil Getafe two weird seeing Huesca actually not perform well all of a sudden. They've finally they've crashed back down to earth. It's their third straight loss. No point in this game. Do they feel like they're going to get into it? And um, NSU now scoring both goals for Hatafé. The second one, a really good hit from outside the box into the bottom corner. By the way, Huesca's kits were quite nice. They had a special kit on to commemorate their heritage or something. It was it was it was really nice. Anyway, we'll talk about the, the relegation battle in, in La Liga then because after this game Hatafe on 34 points in 15th, Alvarez 16th, 31. Alche 17th, 30. Vaid lead 18th for 29. Huesken 19th for 27. The <laughs> Abar 20th on 23. I mean Abar down. I don't. I, I don't want to admit it, but they are down at this point. It's over. What do we think about the other sides? Hatafe safe now, five points clear with um. Well, Vaid lead having six games to go.
2: No. Via the lead, Elche, Alaves and Getafe have all got this ability to pick up points
0: Mm. and weird, weird points as well. And Wesker, to be honest, I went on that little bum.
2: Yeah, um, my concern is for Valencia Mm. because they've actually conceded the third most goals in the league, Yeah, maybe fourth, um, and they can't seem to win. Whereas, you know, Hetafe only needed a, a win to go above Valencia. Mm. Alaves only need a win to sort of put pressure on them. And if yeah. Valladolid win that game in hand, there's six points between them and Elche, who'd be in the relegation zone. And yeah. with five games to go that's a it's a worrying gap mm.
0: it does feel like though i mean we say what 40 points survive 38 maybe 40 definitely they're only a win from pretty much being there anyway and they've got the players to do it so it feels like
2: they've got the players to do it but it's almost like if they're gonna get to 40 points they're gonna draw their way there
0: yeah that's true and um, it was to be honest they were they were not the better side against alvarez i did think alvarez deserved to win this weekend yeah, um, I, th- but... I think
2: that if Alivez went down, they'll probably look at that game and go, we should have won.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll go into the the title race. Are we still keeping our embargo on teams involved in... The, who are still involved in the Super League? Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, Villarreal have lost 2-1 to, you know, them. euro y- you um The... Catalonian Separatists That's what they'd be called if they're an the NFL oh, side
2: I, w- I was calling them, you know, Euro And then Lona because they're alone
0: <laughs> They're not alone they though <laughs> They should
2: feel alone
0: <laughs> um, now I'm t- No, the Barcelona Dragons There we go Because they want to be a the franchise Cat- The
2: Catalan Dragons
0: the Catla- <laughs> No, I was trying to remember They had a team in NFL Europe And I'm sure they'll call the Barcelona Dragons
2: Oh, right it was like, uh, such a good opportunity for a reference. Yeah, it was, it else.
0: was, I, and I missed it. And you, you, you got it. Congratulations!
2: I got the rugby
0: league thing. You got wow. the rugby league thing. <laughs> That's what a weird world we're living in. Um, but yeah, um, fantastic game in all fairness. Um, Villarreal opened the scoring through um Chikwese. Fantastic through ball from Pau Torres. Absolutely a wonderful hit. Literally about twenty seconds after I went in, um, the dragons—I guess we'll call them—were uh, level. Um, Antoine Griezmann, really good finish. Um, chipping, chipping um, Asensio, chipping Asensio for the equalizer. Then Villarreal forgot how to do a defending in the thirty-fifth minute. Um, I Antoine Griezmann is good at football, right? I think we'd yes. agree. Yeah. He doesn't need chances that easy. You know, you don't need to feel charitable and go, oh, there, there, there. We'll give you, we'll give you a nice little free chance on the house. Because it was a back pass to the keeper. Thing is, Griezmann was still in offside position and just got the ball from the defender and just slotted it in. It is, honestly, forget Baku against Dortmund. This was the single worst piece of defending I've seen <laughs> maybe all season. Wow. I mean, I'm not wrong, am I? Uh, no, no, <laughs> really not. Absolutely horrific. I, I, I even, I, I said there's gifting a goal, then there's whatever this is, because <laughs> that's 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 what it felt like. When it rains, it pours. the Real, Manu Trigueros getting sent off in for six fifth minute as as well. Three losses in my last five. They are still very close to getting in the Emory League, which I'm sure was for goal the whole time. And they're only one point off Real Betis at the moment, they're side better who are just being so entertaining by just drawing constantly, all Thank the time.
2: You. Like a GCSE art class, they're specialists in drawing.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, uh,
2: the, when this podcast goes out as well, um, the Catalan Dragons should be playing Granada.
0: That could take them to the top of the Liga, you know, that competition they care so much about.
2: I would love it, right, because... I don't. I don't know if we've mentioned them yet, but Sevilla are the best form team in. They
0: are. in La Liga. We're getting on to that. We're getting on to Brilliant.
2: that. Brilliant. Okay, we'll yeah. get on to it. I'm excited.
0: Um, just quickly, actually, because we mentioned Real Betis, I might as well just talk about how just entertaining they've been. Last five games: one, 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 two, two, nil, 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 nil. Fun.
2: I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end their curse and say Betis will draw their next game. They're against Vida lead before that.
0: (laughs) Jesus,
2: you're welcome, Betis fans. They're gonna Uh, lose
0: now, aren't they? Vida lead five, Betis nil. (laughs) Well, they stopped drawing. Yay! Finally, some entertainment that they so crave. Right, severe two, Granada one. We'll talk about the game first. Rakitic and Campos scored for for Sevilla. Um, Rakitic from the penalty spot, as was um, Soldado's goal late on in the 90th minute um, for for Granada. We'll we'll get on to you know Sevilla, but but I'll be honest, everything about this game was overshadowed by how it ended because it was weird. So the referee. Hard indicated for four minutes of added time. Four minutes. After ninety-three, he blew his whistle for full time. It's a whole minute early, and the players were immediately quite confused. They're like, don't feel like that's been four minutes. Is he right? The look of the assistant was going, um, okay. Of the fourth official, sorry, he was going, okay, um, that's not right. And So they all start talk, going up to him and going, are you sure you've given him the right amount of time there? He's pointing at his watch, going, no, 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 I've given him the right amount of time. I've given him the right amount of time. And, you know, players start, you know, going off and, and being being happy that the game has ended. But the assistant comes up to him and goes, you do realise only given him three minutes out of time when you said four? It went, oh, okay. So he calls all the players back onto the pitch. And, you know, at this point, some players had gone down the tunnel. Some had swapped shirts. So they had to unswap shirts. It's one of the funniest images. I can't remember which two players it was, but they had to give the shirts back so they complete the game. Um, Acuna was on the sideline getting his socks and shoes back on because he'd taken them off. Lopetegui was fuming because after going through 93 minutes of hell, he thought, yes, we've won. And, you know, he was fuming that they had to go back and play an extra minute. L- luckily, nothing happened in that final minute. The- they played the extra minute, but they were meant to play anyway. Referee blew his whistle this time correctly. Uh, the match finished.
2: Right. Surely at the Ramon sanchez Pichuan which I yeah. think is the name of the stadium, they have big screens with the time. No, on.
0: but here's the thing, that right? you- You've been to a football stadium, right? Yeah. And I've never got this. The clock stops on 90 minutes.
2: Yeah, that is stupid.
0: It is the dumbest. I don't. Why pl- can Why can't players be trusted with knowing the time?
2: Why can't it just be linked
0: to the referee's clock? Uh, that yeah. would make so much more sense. Uh, and I, I truly, I don't, I don't get it. Right, I, I do. I've never got it. It's, it's like it just means that all the fans get their phones out and start a stopwatch. Anyway, to make sure they know how much out of time there is, yeah, I it's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. But no, they do have screens if the Ramon, Ramon Sanchez piquan but the what the clock stops on ninety minutes. Mm. Um, the other thing as well, the referee after the game was asked to explain what had happened. Bearing in mind, just remember, keep this in mind when you hear this. He had given four minutes out of time, but stopped on three minutes. He said the reason was his watch had stopped. Think that through. Well, the reason for playing a minute less, and then blew his whistle, claiming his watch his watch had stopped. Surely, if his watch had stopped, he would have given a minute more. He's
2: he's just me- he's mucked it
0: up. He's mucked it he's up. Just he's had a it up. what's happened is he's had a brain fart, and he's desperately tried to find a reason for why he had the brain fart.
2: He's, he's done that thing that students do of when they submit the assignment to the wrong submission point, and it, they then go back and just rehash it all. That's my analogy for it.
0: Okay. That was a very... That was an analogy. Niche. It was niche. It was a niche analogy, that's what it was, yeah. So yeah, it's only, the whole game didn't matter because that ending was so weird. It didn't change anything, it should be said, it didn't change anything because, you know, it was 2-1 entering that stoppage and it was 2-1 after the stoppage we'll talk about Sevilla in a bit furthermore we do just want to quickly get out of the way Athletic Club 2 Atletico Madrid 1 Atletico's first half performance was truly abysmal it was absolutely terrible they came out in the second half they played better Simeone made some changes they kept playing better Alex Berenguer scored in the 8th minute. Atletico came out for the second half, looked better, made some changes, continued to play better, they levelled in the 77th minute through Stefan Savic, but then 86 minutes on the clock, um, Martinez getting the winner for the Athletic Club, and they deserved it, for the most part they were the better side, especially in that first half where Atletico were terrible. I don't know how much change had an impact, I just think they played better in the second half anyway. Out of interest, Diego Simeone said, the team with the most mental strength will win the league. Do you think Atletico are the team with the most mental strength?
2: Yes and no, right. Yes, because they are a team that are... They've got that mentality of they're hard to beat, Mm. and that will always go in their favour. However, uh, the Catalan Dragons and Madrid White have been there before, so... Th- they will have the mental strength because they know how to do it hmm. and uh a certain team from seville have the underdog mentality of they've got nothing to lose they might as well go out all out of salt
0: so yeah so so who do you think's got got the most mental strength atletico madrid chamatan or the catalan dragons
2: uh, I'd say the Catalan Dragons. because Catalan, Dragons. Catalan I, Dragons, I would agree with that. And they're playing yeah, the best mention. football
0: as well. They've been playing phenomenally. Um, out of interest, Sid Lowe said that, Spanish football journalist said that it doesn't look like, when you look at Atletico, they, it doesn't look like a team bottling the league. It just looks like they're hitting their limit, that they're playing at their ceiling and, you know, they can't go any further because they're just not that good in the first place. Would you agree with them?
2: No. Um, they have bottled it. You know, you only have to look at their last five games where they've lost twice, doubling their total amount of losses for the season, and and drawn once. You know, this is a team that they're good, they are really good. Yeah. But the the how clear they were of Madrid Whites and the Catalan Dragons mm. is something that you can't take out of it almost. Yeah. I was going to say, they've got a real possibility of finishing fourth mm. in what was a one-horse race. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Uh, they have had some really inexcusable losses in there as well. I'm mostly looking back to the to the game against Levante. They drew with a Atafe. They really shouldn't have. They've obviously lost to Athletic Bilbao who, despite being a really good side, have not been playing like it this year. So it's not like this is all on the Catalan Dragons just blazing up and overtaking them. This has also been on them as well with some pretty Bad losses. Let's ask the question we all want to ask, and I think we'd all love it if it happened. Can Sevilla win La Liga?
2: Right. Please. Hear me out here. The Catalan Dragons face Atletico at one point in I think it's I think it's in May, and Sevilla are a team that are really really in form, and they've got that the benefit of being the underdog. Yeah. And they face the Madrid Whites after their Champions League tie with Chelsea mm. on Sunday, the ninth of May. If they win that, I genuinely think they could win it.
0: I so hope so. It would be I would love it. the be amazing biggest upset that we've seen in in forever. It
2: would be the best
0: title win across Europe, not only for the fact that it's
2: severe. But mm. for the fact that there there was this breakaway league, in which Atletico and the Catalan Dragons and Madrid Whites were a part of, and lowly
0: Sevilla have only gone and dumped you out. It would it would be the best football story of this, uh, of of the last of the twenty first century, bar Leicester. Yeah, I'd be the only one that stands above it. Considering I...
2: they should, they were in no place to have won it at two months ago.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what a job Julian Lopateki's done there. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Also, I love him.
2: If he finishes above the Madrid Whites, it would be a fantastic middle finger to them.
0: Yeah. He's just so fantastic. I I, I love all of this. I'm absolutely loving all of it right now. Come on, Julian.
2: Bring Come Bacon on. home.
0: You can do it. You could do it. Um, we'll finally mention some games from Civiar. Palmer three, Crotone four. Um, a game that doesn't really have much impact on on the table because I think both of them are going down, but not officially yet. Both of them still technically in it, but Grusone pulling out the unlikeliest list of wins. I mean, it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme thing. Despite being an exciting game, because both of them are going down anyway. So, Sorry hope you bounce back up, especially Palmer. I do like Palmer. Um, Sassuolo won, Sampdoria nil the only goal coming from um, Domenico Bavardi in the 69th minute. Um, another good win for Sassuolo. It was my um Civia game of the weekend, so I thought I'd mention it. Um, Sassuolo now won four on the bounce. Fiorentina won, Juventus won. That elite super site. Wait, have Juventus pulled out yet? Official, no, no,
1: Zebra, um, Zagnelli, yeah.
0: <laughs> Zebra. Fiorentina won Zebra 1. That super side drawing with Zebra. Um, Alvaro Morata scored for them. Former St. Powerly player on my football manager save, Dusan Vlachovic, scoring for them. Um, Fiorentina in the 20th, 29th minute through the penalty spot. Get Can in. We- I like to see my old St. Powerly boys doing well.
2: Can we talk about how this super side yeah. are genuinely in danger of possibly even finishing 6th? Yeah. Oh, please, please, yeah. please. I don't. Happen. I don't think they
0: are gonna finish sixth. We might finish fifth.
2: Well, yeah, considering. But uh, again, Milan, AC...
0: who i have pulled out having I mean, three fall.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say considering AC Milan's form, I was I was looking at Lazio having a a game in hand over, Zebra, um, and, you know, if yeah, we could win, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Because it's against Torino.
0: Hmm.
2: It's against Torino, and I think Torino would love to give Lazio that impetus to finish above their city rivals because it would just be pure blank Housery, which we absolutely love. Also, yeah. Atalanta in second.
0: Yeah. We love it. We love, we love to it. see it. I mean, I, the, only, the only downside by the way to Milan's bad form is it means that Stefano Pioli cannot be my manager for the year anymore because he's not got the side playing above their station. It's just or it's slightly above their station now, not way, way, way above their station. It, it now is just going to be their Gasparini. Because, of course... Course, yeah. it is not that I'm going to do like Serie A Awards to be honest. You might know that I don't know enough about the league to do that. A uh, final game I want to mention Cagliari three Roma to um, like O'Giannis, um, Marin and Gio Pedro, no, not that one, scoring for <laughs> Cagliari. um, to give them the win. Um, Carlos Perez and Federico Fazio scoring for Roma, not enough. Cagliari, with that, three wins on the bounce, having looked doomed, three wins on the bounce. The upside is they're now out of relegation places. That's good. The downside is they put Benevento in there, which is bad.
2: I mean, that, it's a it's a great run for them, and I feel like they have they're gonna survive because this run is the thing that could keep them going.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to be
2: said about confidence in football and going mm. on a run late on in the season. You see it so often in the um, in the championship where a team goes on a late run, wins fifteen games on the bounce, goes into the playoffs and goes
0: up. Final thing we've got to mention, and it's a big rule in uh, the big rule in Syria. The big rule change: teams who try and break away into competitions that are not founded by UEFA or supported by UEFA or FIFA will immediately be expelled from Syria. So that's their attempt to prevent any football form of Super League in the future. Yes! Can the Premier League do that now? Can the Premier League do that yesterday? Can the Premier League do that five years ago? Please. I
2: I love it. I love
0: it. Especially because, like, I I don't know if that's going to pass in La Liga, if they could get away with doing that. Because of the power of the Madrid rights, the Catalan Dragons and Atletico, I don't know if they'd be able to get away with that. But if England and Italy pass it, well then there's no hope.
2: Until those three go into a mini league by themselves. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Call just it the
2: Spanish just
0: Super League or something like that. There's a really good article by um, Al Mundo um, Today, which is a satire paper in Spain, which was Realm. Uh, in fact, I'm just going to say their names. Realm Run and Barcelona uh, have invited all 18 teams from the league to join the Spanish Super League. <laughs> and it said and and if um you know we could get it sponsored by a bank like Santander and call it the Santander Super League or uh, 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 but if a super is a problem we could just drop that and call it La Liga Santander <laughs> it was fantastic It's one of the funniest things I've read all year I loved it if you can find it absolutely do anyway that is all the time we have on today's show thank you you two for coming on
2: thank you for having us thanks it's been a pleasure
0: And we're taking an extended break from a beautiful game. We're going to be having roses this weekend, so we're not going to be doing a beautiful game on the air. But we will be back on Saturday the 8th of May with a beautiful game and a special championship last day edition as well. So the championship special starts at 1 o'clock on Saturday the 8th of May. Then we've got pregame at 2 o'clock and a beautiful game at 3 o'clock all on University Radio York. We hope you'll join us then. But until then, goodbye.